and a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Yule, Festivus, or whatever weird tr December tradition you want to celebrate. Uh, welcome to our second ever, ever episode of One Like Equals One Prayer. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Kraus. On today's episode of One Like, we're going to be answering the question, what is Christianity? And more importantly, where can I find it? It's a question that is actually quite trickier than it sounds. And to help me answer it, I'm joined today by my super team of super co-hosts. And speaking of super, first up, we've got your friendly neighborhood, Kevin Eccles. Super teammate number two, checking in. Next up, he's big, he's green, and you won't like him when he's angry. It's the incredible Mark Thornton. Super team number one, because number two was not taken. And finally, he's faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, Eric Latassi. And highly underrated. And underpaid. All right, so we're going to do a new, uh, a new segment today. Not, I mean, I guess it's a new segment, period. It's the second episode. It's not really, I mean... <laughs> For this new segment, what we will be doing is we're going to look at uh, interesting topics in society or culture, stuff that's kind of relevant, and kind of seeing how it fits into Christianity or, I don't know, I guess how it affects Christianity. Also known as Josh found a cool thing on the internet. Ooh, yes. cool thing! That's basically, <laughs> that's the official title of what this segment will be called from now on. All right, so... Um, I went on a weird little web website. What's it called? I think it's Pew Research or something. Pew, you used Pew, Pew Wikipedia. Pew, Pew, yes. <laughs> it was Wikipedia. Bob's Wikipedia site. No, Pew Research Center. Pew Research is like the legit thing. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's not, it is a, and you know what? I actually thought it was actually a web. I thought it was originally a Christian research website because it was called Pew. <laughs> True story. I didn't That's realize. your uh, white Anglo-Saxon yes, Protestant bias showing, Josh. Yes. Check your privilege. That's right. White privilege. Uh, no, so yeah, uh, Pew Research Center did a little, uh, little survey about Christmas, basically, and, um, the little graphic I have, I have, I have, I have, it says, about half say it doesn't matter how store, how stores greet customers for the holidays. So, in 2005 to 2012, 45% said it didn't matter, and now it went up to 52%, and, uh, 43% from 2005 to 2012 said they wanted it to be Merry Christmas and then went down to actually 32% actually said they wanted people to say Merry Christmas at the cashier. What do you guys think about that? Any opinion? You don't care? No one cares? I just thought it was kind of funny because like people make a big deal about war on Christmas and stuff like that but then this kind of shows <coughs> that people actually really don't care. I'm still mad about the Starbucks red cups. I was you just going to say that. I think yeah. Starbucks got really in there they on did. the whole war. They did. They were they were they fired the first shot, you could say essentially. Did not McDonald's follow? See, it's segments like this that make me almost <laughs> wish we had gone with foam swords for the culture war as the topic. For yeah. Us. I don't know. And it's no, enough. like when I look at the stats though, what I see is like, okay, so 7% more don't care as opposed to like 12 years ago. I think that basically they've looked at everything that's gone on in American politics and the actual crap that we are knee deep in and go, no, I no longer care what this cash register person says to me on my way out of this, the place, you know? And it's interesting to me, the Merry Christmas people, like the ones that really wanted Merry Christmas went down by 11%, which means some of them jumped ship and now they just want happy holidays. I think it's, everyone's just sick of talking politics and religion over the Thanksgiving table, and so they just want to guarantee that when they go to the store, they don't have to worry about it. Maybe if the people are more busy than they have been, so like they're just trying to get out of the store as quickly as possible. Or you're like me, and you're, you're, you want to be a recluse, and you don't want to talk to anybody, 
and you just want to like hide and then when people talk to you you just don't want to say anything to them could the different presidents affect anything i'm gonna flat out ask the question different presidents mm -hmm. i don't know donald trump has continued the tradition started by barack obama of wishing people a merry christmas in the official white house greeting every holiday season because people are like all like gung-ho because donald trump has said that he's going to begin saying merry christmas well he is because it's his first year in the white house but barack obama did it all eight years he was in the white house too like every president since ever has so like it's not i don't know it's not a president thing it's not a culture thing it's just everyone thinks it is i was just curious what happens when a president just says happy holidays i want to know what happens is that like y2k all over again we'll at that probably point? figure that out and like i don't know if you buy y2k you mean you know white people buy a bunch of like military rations because they think the world is ending and freak yeah. out but nothing actually goes wrong yeah that and yes it'll be exactly that's like exactly <laughs> what i was trying to say <laughs> by the president saying happy holidays i personally don't think i always when every time when pew research puts anything out there i'm always like oh so who did you interview this time who is it that you surveyed? Because I still haven't got my card that said, yeah, we want you. We want your opinion. <laughs> you haven't been interviewed yet. I have never been interviewed So it doesn't matter because you haven't been interviewed by them. Until Eric Latassi is interviewed by Pew That's Research. right. He doesn't care what their stupid surveys say. That's it, why it you wonder. percent doesn't matter. That's right. Because people aren't getting interviewed. I mean, like, I don't wonder, like, who are you interviewing? Are you just making 100 random phone calls to people who actually are listed? Or, you know, I mean... I mean, if I get a cell phone call and it says unknown or it has any number that I don't know, what did it say? You would say Pew Research. So you're saying Pew that, research. okay, so Pew Research is unintentionally selecting for people who are not busy and pick up calls from numbers they don't recognize. So they're, I, I don't they're know. probably selecting for anyone un, under 40 is just not even on their radar. So I'm going to assume it's all like older people. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just Pew Research. I love Merry Christmas. Let me let me call the nursing home. I'm sure there's enough people that'll answer. Now that we now that we've alienated all our elderly people from listening. Yes, because the elderly always listen to podcasts. Watch the podcast. But anyway, watch the internet. I think what I just said was more offensive to our elderly listeners than anything yeah, he said. He just up lost to all of the elderly <laughs> church. Way to go! No way, come back! Oh, right. We can edit all this out, right? See, at the end of season no. one, we'll see no. if Kevin gets We're not fired. editing this part. We'll see if Kevin gets fired by the end of season one. <laughs> so all right. Keep only up. if my boss listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. His boss is 70. <laughs> <laughs> you just aged him like 15 years. Oh, well. Hey, I can't get fired, right? That's right. You can't get fired. Oh, good night. Just excommunicated. Uh, and the next graphic, it says... Uh, 66% people uh, said they believed that Jesus was born a virgin in 2017 compared to back in 2014 when 73% of people believed it. So it's interesting, kind of like a 13%, I think that's my math is right, 13% reduction in people who actually believe that Jesus was born to a virgin. You guys think that's anything or just more of the same? I'm sure okay. there are people who definitely think it's something. You know, whether or not he was laid in a manger... Sure. Yeah. Whether or not the wise men are literal, okay. The angels announcing that one I care a little bit more about, but come on, the virgin birth. Wait, that's kind of a major like, tenet. Can, of it's the like faith. cornerstone of mm -hmm. Christianity itself. Right. Like if Jesus was just human, then what are what are we doing on like in the last two thousand years? Like, yeah. It doesn't even matter. That was kind of interesting. I you know I I think it's on Scott McKnight's blog. 
uh, he mentions this like twice. There's two different uh, stories that are actually going around this idea because in Matthew, it actually states that it's a virgin birth. But in Isaiah, it's young woman. It mm-hmm. doesn't, which that doesn't necessarily mean virgin. You can attach it to that, but the at the time, the context in Isaiah would have not meant virgin because he was talking about King Ahaz and all these other kings wanting to take over Ahaz's stuff. Um, but as far as like this goes, and Luke does, I don't even know if Luke mentions it. Luke just says, "Hey, this is what happens." And, you know. Well, in Luke, she says, how can this be since I am a virgin? When yeah. the angel announces to her. So she specifically says, since I am a virgin. Yeah. So we have kind of a different like story. I, I still think virgin birth is necessary. Yeah. But I could see why people are starting to say, well, maybe it's more men. But I, mean, I can think that. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I doubt that 13% of the people that they polled that said are going to say that's Well, a that's beat. another thing, too, right? Who even read it? Who even what I say is? Come on, the people well, that you're comparing. Out of okay, the first statistic was what, 70 something, and that was what year? Uh, 2004. It went from 73 yeah. to 66. Yeah, yeah. 27. All right, so yeah. you interviewed how many more people are. How many different people, and how many more were they a certain thing? See, I mean, you have so many groups that it's like, okay, who cares? I mean, if I interviewed all Muslims and I said, hey, how many of you believe the virgin birth? <laughs> I think I'm going to get a different number than if I went to the Southern Baptist Convention and said, hey, how many of you believe the virgin birth? I'm just going to throw this out there that people who do professionally do research polls probably thought that through. I think that they have a little bit, but I don't think... I mean, if you're going to go to a Protestant Christian versus a Catholic Christian versus, hey, I'm going to go to a mainline, even then, some mainlines don't believe in the virgin birth. Well, they're not Christians anymore. See, no, that's your interpretive thought. (laughs) But some people would say they are. It's going to be a great tie into our next segment. That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) I mean, and that's... Yeah, exactly. Great. So it's time for us to answer this episode's big question. Today's topic is, what is Christianity and where can I find it? Maybe it's under that lucky penny that someone didn't want to pick up. So where is it? Where can I find Christianity? Is it in a church? Is that home? I really hope it's in a church. I would... You would think. It should be in every Wait, church. What you church, would think. though? Hey, they have those churches called Scientology churches. Is there Christianity in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No? What is it? Can what somebody please ask a question that does not get a one-word answer? <laughs> what is Christianity? What is Christianity? That is the topic. Let's, let's attack it from that angle first. I feel like I should have figured that out before I answered that question. <laughs> I'm just going to throw out the two words. No, wait a second. I love that you said that. You've been going to church for how long, and you still don't know what Christianity <laughs> I mean, is? Oh, I'm 30 years old. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but I've been I mean, going for 20 that's, years. That's the thing, though, because <laughs> I feel like it's something that you can define. I mean, what, what's the what, what, we can let's nail all the pan answers right now. Christianity, it's it's being a trial of Christ it's being a fire insurance fire insurance yeah, fire that's great that's exactly what it is yeah uh, yeah 
you know, keeping yourself from <laughs> the brimstone and fire or whatever, what you just said, basically. But Oh, here's I a mean, good one. It's a relationship, not a religion. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's what I'm saying. It is. It's, it really is. But we'll keep going. <laughs> Pastor Kevin says no. <laughs> and that's that's what I feel like. Now, this question is kind of, I feel like it's a loaded question because... Guys, I got it. I'm sorry. Okay. I hate to interrupt you. You did not just Google <laughs> this. <laughs> I did you Google, Google this. That's what technology's for. For those of you listening at home, Mark is literally staring his phone down right now. What does Christianity mean? Christianity, the religion based on the person and teachings of Jesus of Nazareth or its beliefs and practices. Told you. We're done here. <laughs> I mean, for me, Christianity is mostly about tradition, testimony, and transformation. And yes, I did just come up with that. I'm kind of proud of it. Um, but like, yes, it is the traditions. It absolutely has to be the religion. You know, like you cannot separate the practices of Christianity from the beliefs of Christianity. They're kind of the same thing. You know, testimony, it's got to be somewhat outfacing. Like you got to tell people about it. Like it can't just be something you practice alone in your house somewhere. It's got to be in a community. We talked about that last week. Right. And like there's this transformative kind of aspect to it, too. Like if it doesn't change you in any way, then it's not Christianity. And if you've got all three of those things, well, now you've got something worth talking about. Would it be considered a lifestyle? I mean, sure. That's part of the transformation part, I would think. Like, you've got to change how you live in some way. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. For some, it's the lifestyle. The rich and the faith. That's Looking right. at you, Joel Osteen. We're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Great, man. No, I, I, I agree. I was thinking about it, like, because I think the biggest thing that popped out in, like, late 90s or in the 2000s, I don't remember, um, and the whole relationship thing. And I think they were doing it because they were tired of a bunch of old people being um, Pharisees. But, I mean, what essentially, though, what you people were doing is they're just practicing religion. They just didn't like other people's religion being barked at them. So they started going around preaching relationship, which Christianity is relationship, too, as we've already established. I thought it wasn't a religion, it was a relationship. It's both. How can it be both? How is it not both? If I sit there and I tell people it's only a relationship with Jesus, but I get together every Sunday and I get there and I play songs or I sing songs with other people and talk about Christ and read my Bible, all of those are practices. And what are they practices under? The religion of Christianity. It could be now, I could sit there and I can only read Old Testament and then it's going to be a different religion altogether. But... You know, long story short, I mean, if I keep practicing something, I'm doing something religiously. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> I guess I, that's something I'm not sure about, because, okay, so you're saying it's both, it's religion and it's a relationship, but that gives me the impression that for something to be it to be a religion, it has to be specific, um, would you say, like, tenets or... Something a group of people agrees to do together. So yeah, but there's specific guidelines, right, for mm -hmm. it to for you to follow that. Are you so, looking for like canon? No, I'm just trying to I'm trying to establish what what religion would be. Oh okay. So we're saying it's a religion. So that so I'm saying for you'd have to follow these specific guidelines or what have you to be able to do it. But then at what Mark point? How does it religion? <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, we're trying to figure out definitions here. I have a smartphone. And 
It was pretty cool technology. Okay. Anyway, go on. Go on. You were saying it has to have tenants. Yeah. Okay. And so, to me, that's tenants, something like that, that seems very um, impersonal to me. So, at what point, how does the relationship come in? Oh, why is it impersonal to you? Uh, Because. Name one tenant in Christianity. Just any one of them. Baptism. How is it baptism not... What was your word again you you chose? Impersonal. I said, I said uh, to me, to me, tenants or tenants, tenants, <laughs> tenants, yeah, from an apartment. No, um, like the That's idea that, I was thinking. you know, following, following specific guidelines to me is very impersonal in the sense that it's just you're <laughs> I reading think, something like, okay, now I have to do I this. I think now this I is this. a different problem that you're talking about. Like when people were getting baptized in the Bible or even now, I would say today, or even in probably... And a tradition, traditional atmosphere, baptism is a big thing. I mean, it means a lot. Mm. Now, for me, it didn't mean as much, and it's probably because you you get baptized now, and depending on the church you go to, everybody can get baptized, and then you see them later doing things that they shouldn't have done, and you're like, okay, well, if that's the case, then did you really get baptized? Well, yeah, you saw it physically happen, but then you would think, oh, that ritual is meaningless, but it wasn't meaningless to other people. And I would still argue today there are some people, when they are baptized, it means something. Okay. Well, I think that, for one, we need to come back and we have a whole episode on baptism. Yeah, that'd be that would cool. be a good conversation. But it, it, when you get to the whole, is it personal or is it impersonal? Is it just something you do? Does it really mm-hmm. mean something? Is it a relational thing or not? <clears throat> right. Like... You got to remember, like, Christianity is based on Christ. There's a reason the whole thing is named after the guy, right? Like, <laughs> so Jesus, God incarnate, taught 12 guys this is how you should live. This is what God expects of you. I am God. Do these things. The disciples go out and they teach people, they heal people, they do miracles, they establish the church. And they start writing, you know, like writing letters. Paul comes back and submits to the Jerusalem authority. And then he goes and writes more letters and founds more churches. And so suddenly now you have this canon of scripture where everyone gathers them all together and says, these are the books that teach us how to do the things that Jesus taught the disciples. Let's make sure we never lose track of this because this is super stinking important. That's the Bible. The tradition of interpreting the Bible. All of those things. Every dry, seemingly impersonal religious practice we have was established to help prevent us from forgetting what Jesus told the disciples about how we ought to live. And so, yeah, if you just pretend like somehow Christianity is just this stuff we got to do, then yeah, you can lose sight of how directly relational the religion is. But it started with God coming down in person and saying, no, this is how it should be, and you can make it that way. Okay, so I can get how maybe it was personal for them back then, but how is it personal now? Because it, it, it's the idea of apostolic succession, right? Like, Jesus taught people who then taught people who then taught people who then taught people. You know, we're not learning from the Bible. Anyone who thinks that they just opened the Bible and that the text itself has everything that they need to understand everything has not tried to actually read the Bible without context. It's confusing. It's it's complicated. It's not clear. I mean, there's like, thou shalt not murder. Like, that one seems pretty clear. But you get into almost anything else. 
And all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness. Or you read thou shalt not murder and then you hear God command people to go kill entire cities full of people. And you go, wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be the easy one. You know, and so whether we realize it or not, we have all these relationships. We have all these traditions. We have what we were taught when we were in Sunday school. You went to Sunday school. We have what we're taught by our friends. We have the four of us sitting around a microphone and talking about what we believe about Christianity. Everything we believe, every religious practice we have is a result of a relationship. What makes it true Christianity or not is whether or not that relationship is reflected in God's nature or whether it's reflecting our human nature. I feel like you're not answering my question. You keep asking how important it is. It's how important you make it. It's how important you accept, um, like, Christianity. It's how important you, 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 it's how much effort you put into it. You ask how important it is. Like, I personally believe it's very important. Kevin believes it's very important. But I feel like you're asking the question of how important it is. It's as, it's, it's, um, uh, it's as, as important as you make it. What's important? You keep asking, like, how is it? No, I'm asking how is it personal? How is it personal? Because sometimes you hear things that you wouldn't, that no one else tells you. Sometimes you experience stuff that no one else experienced. Sometimes you, part of Christianity is, is you um, is talking to God and listening to God, and sometimes hearing things that normally no one else would tell you, or someone out of the blue coming in and telling you smack dab in the face, like. Oh, you're saying, so like if God speaks to you, then that's how you're saying it's Yeah, personal. that's how it's personal. God speaking to you, listening to God, someone else telling, someone else like maybe in church or even in your day, like someone random comes up and just tells you exactly what you need to hear. Like, um... Okay, but how is that? That's, that's another person telling Josh, you that. Josh, can then, I right? ask you a question? Yes. Are you asking in a way, I want to understand, how is it more personal than, say, a different religion or no religion? Or if that's the only well, I think religion. I think well, I think that's what you think of Christianity is. That's the whole. That's the whole driving factor. That it's right. It's 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 religion, but it's also it's a relationship essentially, right? That's that's yeah. what's been shoved on people's throats for the last twenty years, I think. Yeah, and I think that's just out of backlash to people making rules about you have to read your Bible, or you're not a good Christian, or you have to do this, or you're not a good Christian. But as far as it being personal. The only thing I can think of of why would I be more attracted to like Christianity versus another mm. avenue would be like if I truly believed or accepted or really like whatever you want to call it the whole idea that God became man versus which is completely different than any story he he becomes man and he dies for man mm. because he loves man right. I mean, that to me is like, okay, that's, that's something to back up on and think about a little bit more. Just because, I mean, I don't, I mean, how many of us would die for an, a jerk? You know what I mean? You wouldn't. A lot of people, I mean, the person, I mean, just to bring, we talked about Trump tonight. I can't remember, it was in a story long ago when a, it wasn't a Secret Service person said that they were, and I don't know if it's a true story, maybe we should fact check it. But they said that they wouldn't take a bullet for Trump, and then they got fired because that's that's their job. <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 basically said, "I will not do my job." I mean, but I think that's kind of the thing, you know. Jesus took a bullet when, and I mean, we, that'll maybe be another good podcast about atonement because it's you know. <laughs> or what defines question. a Christian? Because I think that's also what you're asking: is what defines a Christian? Okay, so yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, so I, I would agree with that. That yeah. 
Christ coming as a as you know God as man is 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 personal. I think when you compare it to maybe other religions, because that is the one. Thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, even compared to atheism, I mean, right. what is there in atheism? Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know. What is there? <laughs> I don't, no, I'm I don't actually. I don't think atheism doesn't claim to be you know a religion. I mean, if you want to get into true atheism, if you want to get into you know nihilism. Essentially, it's like the complete opposite of that. Right. Essentially, if you want. What, made, what makes us think that Christianity is claiming to be a relationship at all? Well, I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying because that's what... <clears throat> well, I think you said that. You said it was both, right? I think it's Essentially. both. But I'm not saying that, that it's, its main tenet is that it's a relationship. Okay. I'm just saying that that was one of those pet question, pet peeve things that people used to play in the late 90s or 2000s. Right. It's very much a 90s. But I would not call idea. it the basic tenet of Christianity. I would call, like, anyone who says, like, well, which is it? Is it a relationship or is it a religion? It's like... You look up false dichotomy in the dictionary, and you've got this question. <laughs> you know, like, it, you don't have to pick one or the other. It, it's it's a ridiculous question. What makes you think that relationships can't be religious or vice versa? I'm saying because to me, to me personally, by definition, I don't see how the two can be the same thing. Why not? Like I said, because I think religion is essentially specific tenets or guidelines or essentially rules that have to be met or at least to a certain extent followed in that sense i don't see those i don't see those things being personal or being able to pull some sort of relationship out of that so how did you how did you learn the tenets of christianity reading going to church learning studying i guess I okay suppose. but studying in what context What do you mean? I guess? Like when you went to church and you were in a Bible study, was it like they just lock you in a room with a Bible and say, we'll see you in an hour? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You're saying, uh, no, someone, someone, there was, someone would teach me, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So like how then even the way you learned these, these rules that seem impersonal, right. You learned them from a person. Okay. You know? And so even that, like it's, it's somebody showing you. It's like it's Paul in the New Testament saying, "You guys imitate me. I'll imitate Jesus, and everything will be okay." You know, like it's this. I'm gonna do the best, most holy, most righteous things I know how to do, and I'm gonna teach you everything I'm doing, and I'm gonna try and learn from other people. It's this discipleship thing where you <laughs> learn from people who learn from people who learn from people who learn from the disciples who learn from Jesus. Okay. You know, and so it it only comes through relationship. You know, what makes it different than any other religion is the fact that it's it's true and God inhabits this. You know, and if you don't believe that, you shouldn't be a Christian. Mm. Okay. I just said the thought I have with man, when you said that, oh, you speak, you imitate me and then they imitate. That's pyramid scheme and that's why it's so diluted. <laughs> I'm sorry, I sound like a cynic. Now, diluted or diluted? Diluted. Okay. Because I could see you two, saying yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. Two different <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I think I'm, I think I'm a Christian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I think so. I think um, I am. I don't I'm know. Pretty I'm pretty sure I'm not. Um, I might okay. have gotten voted well, out last election. I mean, I guess I get, I get, I get that. That clears it up a little bit for me because I do. Yeah, obviously, there has got to be some sort of relationship for someone to teach you or interpret the scriptures to a point where you can learn it. Obviously, someone needs that has to happen at some point. You can't just, like you said, you can't just open the Bible essentially. It's like, oh, okay, I should not kill people. 
or but then God says kill people. I'm and yet, that's what we a lot of churches are doing today, though. And I hate the tangent that with that, but I mean, a lot of times when you become a new Christian, depending on where the church you go to, we hand you a Bible and we say, "All right, now go learn." We have some study um, Sunday school classes you can go to. Otherwise, read this, and you will know everything there is to know about Christianity. And I'm I've read the the Bible all the way through, you know, quite a bit. No, <laughs> that's not what I got out of it. I I think that in most things, in Christianity, like in most things, when you are totally new to it, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. I have heard and seen people getting converted to Christianity with blatantly heretical witnessing by other new Christians. Like, Jesus was this cool guy, and God, like, sent him to earth, and, like, they completely forget that Jesus was divine. Don't explain that at all. He's a cool guy. You know, like, and then he, like, Jesus, like, loves you. And then they just stop talking. They don't mention the death and resurrection. They don't mention anything. They don't mention that Jesus is alive. Jesus was this really cool guy that God loves you, and God, and, and Jesus loves you, too. You know, and they're like, oh, my goodness, that's awesome. And then they become a Christian. And you're just like, oh, my goodness, this is, this is, this is awful. I, I hate this. <laughs> But it's working, you know, and like, and so that's why we've got this like dual track thing. Like, yes, there's the religious aspect where we have the tenets of the faith. We have the teachings, we have the traditions, we have the people we learn from, we learn from who learn from who learn from. But we also have like this here and now God inhabiting us. And every once in a while stuff goes down that we look at and we're like, oh my goodness, there's no way that wasn't God because that should not have worked, you know, and I think that second half is the part that everyone has trouble with. And that's what makes the first path seem so dry. Because if you don't have the living, breathing God who created the universe actually with you in every moment of every day, yeah, going to church is boring. Okay. So why would you go and expect anything different, right? I mean, if you're going to expect that church thing to be different... Well, I mean, how's it any different than any other day of the week? I mean, you just said it. It's supposed he's there all the time. But I so think, is where do you find Christianity everywhere? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Good I try think, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, well, said Jesus was so I was just like, so is that where you find it everywhere? But I God mean, and Christianity—they're uh, not the same thing for me. They're not. No. I think Christianity is what we do. Right. The practices we have, the beliefs we have, the teachings, the relationships we have that lead us to God. So is where do you find it from someone from someone who knows? I would say yeah. I think when people ask me, like, what's the best argument you've ever heard for Christianity, for convincing people? And I'm like, show them a Christian who really loves God. It's the best argument I can come up with for why someone should be a Christian. Do you see this guy here? I want to be like him. Don't you want to be like him? Let's be Christians and be like this guy. Because this guy, it looks like he knows God. Like, that's the best argument. That's the best witnessing strategy I've got, is the testimony of somebody who legitimately experiences God on a day-to-day basis. On the flip side, the best argument I have for chasing people away from church is people who claim to be Christians and just have all the life and joy just sucked out of them. Right, And they don't know God. They don't experience God. They don't talk to God. They don't pray. But they might know a lot of Bible verses. And they tell other people what they ought to do. That's the best argument I've got for why everyone should just run away from church and never, ever do it again. He stole it from Chesterton. Did I really? (laughs) Yeah, G.K. Chesterton's argument. Uh, I don't read Chesterton. I probably stole it from somebody who stole it from Chesterton. Wait a minute, that's tradition. (laughs) 
Oh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> so, I want to circle back to something you said. I think, Kevin, what you said, I think you said something about relation. So, you said, why does relate? Why does relationship and religion have to go together? Something like that. Is that what you said? So, why can't they go together? Why? Why? Oh, we said, why can't It's cannot? a false dichotomy. Okay. Like, why do we why, have to why pick do they one? have to se- be separated? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why do we have to pick one? All right. Why yeah. not both? Um, okay, no less dose. So how Lift does up the girl in the taco commercial? Come on, let's do this. <laughs> so and we established basically that taco Christianity something. is essentially it's it's both the religion aspect and the relationship aspect. How do we how would I get the relationship aspect? And is it actually possible to have a relationship with God? I, I think the way I would do that is for one, I, I hate the relationship religion question entirely. So I'm just gonna like ignore your question and say what I wish well, that's about right. That's probably it. That's, that's yeah, probably at this point. It's it's basically it's what I like to do. Um no, like my advice to new Christians is not to pick up the Bible and start reading. My advice to new Christians is to start to pray about everything and then to listen. How do new Christians know how to pray though? They don't, but that's fine. Well uh We'll we'll have a subject on the matter, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They'll listen to our podcast in a couple of weeks, and we'll teach there them. There you go. That, then they'll know everything. That's a because it can be done in a forty-five minute podcast. <laughs> yeah, here's on it for everyone. Yeah. That's also a plug for uh, my praying class. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric's teaching a class on that. It'll be great. But, no, uh, seriously though, like I, the Bible's confusing, and frankly, it takes a lot of experience and a lot of like wisdom and a lot of discernment to be able to read it without getting really confused. Uh, it's not really a place for new Christians. Or if you do, like hand them a gospel, hand them like a, a storybook. Yeah. I actually you know, like you, you hand, you hand Paul to a new Christian and they're just be like, what is this? I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah, and you can't read Paul without knowing old Testament stuff. Right. Otherwise, everything and they can't read says, the old Testament no without <laughs> really, really knowing the gospels. It, it, like it just, it just doesn't work, you know? So if you want to get started in the relationship, just completely bypass scripture, which, you know, we just lost all of our evangelical viewers, but like, seriously, like just start praying. That means you're going to get new Christians who have some really weird ideas about what they think God said to them. Mm. But half the weird crap you hear will actually be God talking to them. I have, a, I have one plug. I, uh, one thing I heard, and I, I'm curious to see if you guys believe it or not, uh, is if you want to know what you ought to do or whatever, or if God's speaking to you and all that stuff, or if, how to talk to God or if you're new to this thing. Do Ask the, Google. Do the next thing that you know to do to be right. And that will get you started. Like, don't worry about existential questions. Don't worry about reading the Bible all the way through before you get started. Don't worry about all that. Just figure out one good thing, one right thing, and then go do it. You know, like, new Christians are the most generous people I've ever met. Like, new Christians who have no money. Like, we had a a family come to church, right? Brand new. They had no idea what was in the Bible. I am pretty sure, right? And all of a sudden, like, we find out they they need food, so we let them take some food. They came back and donated food the following week. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they didn't like win the lottery in the intervening seven days. You know, right, like right in the Bible. But they, I don't know if they like just felt led or what. But like we got these brand new, mm-hmm. barely know what's going on people who go, wait a minute, I was helped. I'm going to help other people. I'm going to bring some food back. And it wasn't the same food. It wasn't like they just were like, oh my goodness, I got to bring food. Other people need help too. Let's pay it forward. 
Like, do that. Find one good thing. Find one right thing, and then go do it. The same guy said, uh, the, when it comes to reading the Bible, the Bible can kill you. And I think that's also true. Kill and you spiritually? What? <laughs> kill you spiritually? Or you mean like it's real heavy and you can like hit somebody over the head with it and well, beat them to death? Well, depends on what Bible you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the Gutenberg might kill you. Yeah. And also kill you to pay you that much money for it. But, uh... Spiritually, it can definitely kill you. I mean, and we have... I don't think we need to do any Pew research for that. We can see it. We see it in the so-called culture wars that don't exist, in my opinion. Or uh, shouldn't. Or, yeah, or shouldn't exist. They exist basically, basically because of this. So... Of what? Of bad readings of scripture? Of bad readings okay. of scripture. I mean, I was just listening to another podcast the other day. I'm sorry, I'm cheating on our podcast. How um, dare you? <laughs> but uh, they were mentioning, I think it was Origen, or it was August, St. Augustine, I don't know. But one of them said that the literal reading of the Bible is like the most boring or the plainest reading. And it's not, I mean, there's so many different readings that are medieval and church fathers and everybody were doing. And so and now we say the literal reading is the most important, and it's kind of like, mm. and this is probably another topic for another time, probably the inerrancy topic, but it's like you're really missing a lot of what God has to say, or anything in the Bible for that matter, by doing that reading. And that's the, that's the reading that is getting pushed today. So, I mean, and I'm, I don't want to tangent too much, but that was my point, is the Bible can kill you. And Good. That. I'm glad we've established that. Well, I mean, it's, it's a sword, you know, like, and that's a metaphor you can take a lot of different ways. But swords are kind of dangerous. Yeah. You know, like, if you stab yourself with a sword, you're going to die. You know, like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it, be careful what you do with it, you know. And if you hand a sword to somebody who doesn't really know what they're doing... They might hurt themselves or someone else. You know, like if you, as a kid, you know, like I'm pretty sure every one of us, we're all about the same age. You watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, Leonardo's got his swords and you think you're just as good as he is on the cartoons. You start spinning sticks around and you smack yourself in the head. Like you are a danger to yourself if you're using a text that you are not equipped to use well. It's actually comforting to hear you say that as the pastor because that's actually how I like to um, spread God's love is I don't give them... Actually, I gave them, I gave some some people an action comic Bible. Um, Sweet. I actually, like, I've, I compared the two stories, like, a couple stories to make sure it was, like, close to accurate, but it literally is like, bam, this will happen. Bam, here's a picture. Bam, next subject. I'm like, wow, this is great. And it's, it's almost like... It's almost one of those things because, like... I was I was actually um, I was with I was talking with a friend about it and she was reading about it and we literally got through almost the whole, all of the Old Testament and she just randomly comes in she's and like um, I used to work with her but she randomly came in and uh, we just started talking about random stuff about the Bible and I'm just like that's it was just it was really cool like giving some information about what's going on throughout the Bible and that and that aspect. And I feel like if I just said, here, read this Bible, I don't, I feel like I would have gotten a much different response. <laughs> yeah. I really do. Don't tell the Gideons. <laughs> read this Bible. <laughs> read your Bible. <laughs> Why didn't you read it today? Oh my goodness, I'm so mad. Why didn't you understand what you read today? Yeah. Good. I mean, to try and circle back on our 
actual question. You know, what is Christianity? Where do we get it? You know, like I, it, it's the, the Christianity is what we do. And God's response is a part of that just because God is faithful and God always responds when we reach out to him, you know, but I mean like Christianity itself is the religion. And I think it, it is the practices. It is what we do. It is the stuff we've always done. It's the stories we tell. It's the people we are. It's the people we admire and want to be like, like that's, that's Christianity. And you find it wherever you find Christians. I do have one thing to say. Do you guys have any advice for someone who's looking? Looking for what? For that. I mean, I, I would assume Kevin's going to lean and say, well, just find a Christian. But I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, I, I hate to break it to you, but you might have a better chance of following an atheist if you want to see Christian behavior. So what would be the advice that you would give if somebody was interested in Christianity and they wanted to be like nowhere to go? I feel like it's up to us to find those people, would be my answer. You mean us, up to us as Christians to up find people? Up to us who are as looking? Christians to I'm find people who are looking, who are curious. <laughs> no, just us four. Yeah, just us four. That's it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we've been doing a podcast. No, but I think, I think the, to answer your question, you, you, would, you would rely on, on Christians. I don't feel like you would rely on like a, a specific answer per se. But I feel like the the answer to that specific question is it's I feel like it's up to us to go and if you see someone in need, see someone curious, you ask them. Mm. It's not that yeah. hard. Just say, "Hey, what's going on? Can I sit here?" And no. then you have a random conversation with a guy who's going on walks every day. I only ask because I mean, obviously, there are people who are just going to church and they're getting burned. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what we talked about last week. Yeah, and I had the same advice I had last week. I mean, if you're being hurt by someone, they're not a good example of Christ, and move on. You know, I mean, not emotionally move on, but physically move on away from that person. Mm. You know, I mean, you are not obligated in any way to stay with any group of people or individual people who are hurting you. (laughs) And if they're hurting you, they are not a good example of Christ, period. It's a one-to-one kind of conclusion. You will know it when you walk into a place and you meet a bunch of people who genuinely love God. And if you're not sure if the place you're in is one of those places, it's probably not. Keep looking. That's probably good. I would agree with that. I feel like if you're ready to, if you're able to open yourself to people and you found something like that. If you if you're not wanting to talk about anything, I feel like maybe that's not it. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense what they said. Or or just find a church where you can ask questions in Sunday school without people being all scandalized. That's what I meant. You know, like I mean, I I love it when people who have no idea what Christianity is about come to Sunday school. Like I feel like good. We're finally going to get some good questions. This is this is going to be worth my time. You know, with a bunch of, like, old hat Christians who are like, yeah, I've been in Sunday school for a couple decades now. I got a bunch of them in Sunday school class. It's going to be boring. They're all just going to sit there and listen to me and nod along. It's awful. I'm just thinking of people wearing old hats. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Fedoras. I was just waiting for everyone to nod with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, Special thanks to... Kevin McLeod, I think that's your name. I just say you didn't look it up. Did you? I didn't look up your name. I hope that's your name. <laughs> for, for the awesome show tunes, uh, like our Facebook page and drop us a line. If you have any questions, if you have a question you want answered, feel free to email us 
at one like equals one prayer at gmail.com. And uh, tune into our next episode where we discuss something that I'm not sure yet, but. Uh, Whatever we want. Well, no, it'll be good. Whatever it is, I'm sure. Uh, I've been in Stillam, Josh Krause. Hi, I'm Eric Latassi. Hi. Oh, I'm Mark. <laughs> and this is Kevin. And as always, please share one like equals one prayer.